doesn't matter how many times you say it, uh, how many times you repeat it, uh, or uh, you know, how loud you say it. Sometimes it's hard to communicate with people when you're speaking different languages. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Pavla. Uh, I'm the senior pastor here at St. Mark, and it's great to be with you as we kick off today a brand new series called The Five Love Languages. If you've never heard this concept, if you've never, you've never thought about what this is, or you have no idea what this is, um, it, it, there's, a, there's a guy about a couple decades ago, a guy named Dr. Gary Chapman, and uh, he is a couples counselor. And he started noticing as people would, as couples would come into his, his office and have a counseling session, he would notice that, like, if a couple would, or if one of the partners would say, you know, um, I feel unnoticed, I feel unappreciated, I do all of this stuff, and they don't, they don't care, and I just feel so unloved. And then he would hear the other side of the story. It was often the same story. Well, I just feel so unnoticed. They don't care. I feel underappreciated. No matter what I do, they don't notice. And he realized that people who love each other were trying to love each other, but they were like talking past each other. It's like they were speaking a different language. And he started asking people like, well, how do you show them love? And what do you do to, 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 that says I love you to them? And, you know, like, how do you express that? And he started to notice that there were five different ways that people tended to show love and express love. Five different ways that they would speak to each other. And over time, he, he, you know, it became more and more uh, concrete, and he, he realized that we have five of them. Uh, gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. That, that these are the five ways that we tend to show love to each other. Gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. And the more he started to watch this uh, and think about this in terms of a language, the more he started to realize that all of us have a primary love language, the primary way we give and receive love, and also we have weaknesses. There is one of those is your strength, and one of those is your weakness. And couples who are miscommunicating and, and not flourishing and just, uh, you, you know, having trouble in their relationships— we're often speaking different languages to each other, like speaking Spanish and Chinese and just talking past each other. But he also noted, as he described this to people, that you can learn to speak another language, just like you can learn another language and become ESL and English second language. And you can learn to speak another language fluently even. But it takes time and takes intentionality. So he took all these ideas, put them together, made a little book called The Five Love Languages. And he thought, this would be a great book that maybe this will help a few couples. He thought he would sell a few thousand copies. Well, every year it kept on outselling the previous year. And now it has sold over 20 million copies. It's been translated into dozens and dozens of languages because... It's not just helpful for couples in relationships. It's helpful for all of our love relationships. All of them. And the idea is that in any love relationship, you 
can learn to love others in the way they love. You can learn to love others in the way they love. And this doesn't matter what relationship it is. It could be spouse to spouse, parent to child, child to parent, peer to peer, your coworkers, your friends, your siblings, your God. And this is why I'm so excited about this series. Because Dr. Chapman wrote this book, and it's to help people in their relationships with each other. But as I read it, I was like, hold on a second. And if you take the five love languages and look at the Bible, Scripture, through the lens of the five love languages, you start to see something. Because, my friends, God is love. And, and Scripture calls him that. That's what First John 4 says. God is love. And so it would make sense that if God created us and hardwired us to be predisposed to one of these love languages, well, that God would also speak that love language because God is love. And so I sat there and I thought about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. God has shown us all five of these love languages. And we're going to discover that together. How has God loved us with each one of these love languages? And then we're going to keep pushing it keep pushing this idea. Not just how has God loved you, but how you can love God with these love languages. I mean, isn't that why you're here? You want to grow in the love of God? You want to grow to know him better? Right? I mean, isn't that why we're here? You want to know him better? You want to grow in your relationship with him? All right. Well, maybe we need to learn to speak some new love languages to God. And that's what we're going to talk about in the series. So absolutely jazzed. Now, reading we heard a little bit earlier from, from Ephesians, talking about Paul saying, I want you to know the love of God. That's my prayer for you today. And my prayer for you in this series, that you just glimpse the heights and peer down and discover how high and wide and long And deep is the love of God for you. Because I think if you just glimpse this love and you understand it, it will wreck you. It will transform you. It will revolutionize your life and your relationship with him. All it comes down to is just knowing his love better. So that's what we're going to do in this series. I couldn't be more excited. Couldn't be more excited. And it starts with week one here. So as you might assume, we're going to look at a different love language each week in the next five weeks, five-week series, five love languages. And we're starting today with the love language of gifts. Gifts. Y'all have seen Pretty Woman, don't lie. (laughs) I know you've seen it. You've seen it. It was, on the TV, it was on TV last week, and we stopped, and we actually just kept on watching it. We're like, even with commercials, we're watching this movie. Like, it, it's a good movie. Anyway, gifts. Gifts. It's not earned. That would be a merit or a wage. It's not deserved. That would be a credit. It's unearned and undeserved. It's a gift. That's what makes it a gift. And actually, it's interesting, there's not a culture in the world from Somalia to Sweden 
There's not a culture in the world that doesn't have the giving and exchanging of gifts. I did a wedding this week. I married my nephew, and I was just struck by the giving and exchanging of rings. I'm like, oh, there's another gift right there. What is it? A gift is an outward symbol of an inward affection that you have for somebody. That's what a gift is. Outward symbol of an inward affection. It's a gift. And it can be prescribed, like we do this a lot, right? Uh, you know, what we give gifts on your birthday, Christmas, anniversaries. But the best kind of gifts, I think, are like the ones that um, are a surprise. You don't even know they're coming. So, okay, there is an 80% chance your love language is not gifts, but there's a 20% chance your love language is gifts. So how many of you guys, you just you have a hunch, my love language is gifts. I love giving. And I'm not going to shame you or call you up and say, how many of you guys think this is your love language? Go ahead and say it proud. This is you. All right. Maya. Yep. Kay. All right. Anyone else? Okay. All right. All right. If your spouse just raised their hands, Dustin. Your spouse just raised their hand. You should be leaning in the rest of the message. Pay t- take notes. Get the pen out in front of you. you know, the sermon notes are in the back of your bulletin. Start taking notes. Because this is how your spouse shows and receives love. And this is how you need to grow and pay attention. Gambinos, right? This is how you, you, get, you pay attention here. Now, somebody whose love language is gifts, they would tell you it, they're not materialistic. Right? This is not like... You know, they just want diamonds and all this stuff and the thing, like it, everything that glimmers and shimmers. Like, it, it's not just like materialism for them. So if it's expensive, it's nice. And the reason it's expensive or that it's nice because it's expensive is, is not the, the actual money. It said it cost you something. It was sacrificial. That you were willing to do something with your money for them instead of like keeping it for yourself and having a little bit of financial security that you you gave something sacrificially. There's, there's that quality to it. But you know this. Like, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. It, it could be a, like little kids, right? Coloring, coloring a page and saying, here you go, mommy. I made this for you. If your, kid sa- if your kid says that, that's a cue to you that your kid's love language is gifts. Pay attention. You can pick a flower on your way into the door and give it to your spouse. And if, if their love language is gifts, oh my goodness. Wow, thank you. Dr. Chapman, and he, has, he just talks about the love language of gifts, and when he's talking about it, he makes this great point, and I'm like, oh, this is so good. The reason gifts are so important to someone whose primary love language is gifts is because it tells them, I thought of you. When I wasn't with you, when we were apart, you were on my mind. I saw this thing. I got this thing. I got it for you. I was thinking of you. You're on my mind. That's why we wear wedding rings, right? It's, you're on my mind. I'm thinking of you all the time. Everywhere I go, you're with me. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Because I'm terrible at the love language of gifts. And, and, and actually, Dr. Chapman says, this, if you're like me and you're, you're terrible at it, this is the easiest one to learn. One, uh, it's everywhere in our culture. Like, you know, we have all of this consumerism and materialism, and it's just constantly, you know, 
messages bombarding us to tell us to buy things for people. But like, you know, when we make up holidays, like Valentine's Day, you got to buy something for your spouse, right? Like we are constantly, like it's a part of our culture to give gifts, but also uh, gifts kind of has a, um, uh, just touches on every one of the love languages. So like, for instance, if you write somebody a note using words of affirmation and you give it to them, well, technically it's also a gift, right? So it, it overlaps with other love languages. So it should be easy for most of us uh, to pick up. Now, I, I'm terrible at love languages, but or at, at the five uh, at, at gifts, but I'm learning. My daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, Selah, this is her primary love language. And over the years, I have become more and more fluent at this language. And I could tell her a dozen times I love her, I could give her a dozen hugs, but if I come walking out of the gas station with an A&W root beer, it's her favorite soda. If I come walking out with that and I give it to her, her eyes light up, the dimples come out. And what did I just say? I love you in a language she understood. It's huge. I said, I love you in a language that she understood. And if I'm saying another language is, you know, like I have to re repeat myself and say it slowly and say it louder, right? Or I could just give her a gift. Now, if, if you're terrible at the love language of gifts like I am, um, it, we all got our marching orders this week. But even if, you're, if, if this is something you're good at, uh, Dr. Chapman says that the love language of gifts tends to be the one that we do the least, right? You give a gift, and then you wait three months for another reason, another holiday or something, right? And, and so even if your love language is gifts and you get a gift, then you'll have to wait three more months to get uh, another gift for people to say, I love you. But that, like, imagine if you, if you only got a, a hug once every three months, or you only had quality time with somebody once every six months. Like, you would, you would feel drained. You would feel empty. And so... All of us can excel at the gift giving. And so my challenge for all of us this week, and I know you're sitting next to them, so you can blame me. I'm like, well, Chris told you to do that, but here's my challenge for you. <laughs> give a gift. This week, give somebody a gift. And especially if it's a person who's always giving you gifts, that's the person you should give a gift. Because they're telling you, this is my love language. Give them a gift. Give them a gift. And it could be expensive. It could be a necklace, pretty woman necklace, right? It could be a fishing rod. It could be an Xbox. It doesn't have to be an Xbox. It, it could be pick flowers on your way in. Write, a, write an encouraging note. Buy them their favorite candy bar. Do something. Just give a gift and watch how your relationship will begin to flourish. It's simple. Now remember, in this series, we're pushing this idea further than the book goes. And we're considering how God has loved us with these love languages and how we can respond in kind. And when it comes to gift giving, it shouldn't surprise us, right? God is love. God has given us lots of gifts. Jesus' brother, James, his half-brother, James, after the resurrection, wrote a letter to a church and in that letter, he makes this observation about God. He says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. 
Every good and perfect gift in your, if it's good, if it's perfect, it's from God. All right, so here we go. Let's just call out some of the everyday gifts that we have received this morning. Just what are some of the everyday gifts that we have received from God that are good? Just go. Waking up, that's, that's from God. Community, that's good. What was that? A healthy child. What about your own health? There you go. That's a gift from God too. What else? Food to eat. Boom. That's a gift. Shelter. Gift. All your utilities, running water, electricity. What was that? Your go-go juice. Yeah, right. That is a gift. Yep. There you go. You had some kind of thing going on in your garage, and your garage didn't burn down. I I will get the story later. But that's a gift. That's a gift, right? Sunday school attendance this morning. Parents bringing their kids to church. It blessed you. That was a gift. Thank you, parents, for giving that gift. The most famous verse in the Bible. It's so familiar to us. It's like spray painted on the overpass and stuff. Like we, we stop hearing it after a while. But it talks about God being a giver. John 3.16, look at it. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And there it is. God's a giver. So much so that he gave you the highest gift possible. He gave his only son for you. And think about what we've talked about as we've like analyzed and looked at gifts this morning. Think about gifts. Okay? Think about it. It's sacrificial. What, what higher price could... Name something that's a higher price than that that he could have paid for you. You can't. It's the gift of gifts. And remember what Dr. Chapman said about the the idea of gifts is it's like they were thinking of you. This means that while you were far off, when you were in rebellion, when you were separated from God because of your sin, when you were distant from him, that's what God's word says. When you were separated from God, he thought of you. You were on his minds. And he was thinking of you. You. So he gave you a gift an outward symbol of an inward affection, that wildly, wild passion he has for you. God loves you. So much so. God would rather lose his son to save you than save his son and lose you. He would rather die your death in your place so you may live his life in his place. That's the message of Scripture. Don't ever let that get old. This is an incredible, incredible gift. Wow. So now, remember, in this series we've been talking about, you can learn to love others in the way they love. That also means that you can learn to love God in the way he loves. And God has loved you with the love language of gifts. 
He has given you a gift, his only son. And maybe, I mean, so many of us, I, I will hear, like, as a pastor, like, uh, Pastor Chris, I just don't know how to grow in my relationship. I want to take that step forward in my relationship with God, but I don't know how to do it. And, I, you know, I, like, I want, I want what everyone else seems to have, but I don't have for myself. Maybe, just maybe, I know the band's coming up here. Don't get distracted. Listen to me. Listen, listen. Maybe what you want for yourself, that relationship with God, is a gift away. So how do you give God a gift? I mean, you can get really semantic and be like, oh, I can like serve people or volunteer at the church or be really nice. Maybe. You give a gift this morning. Every week we collect an offering. Now, I don't, I don't know what you think about the offering. It's just this thing that we just do, this routine, religious thing. But this is an opportunity to give God a gift. To let him know that he was on your mind while you were away. And, and listen, I don't know what you give. They don't, they don't tell me as a pastor what you give, so I don't show preference to you. So I don't know what you give. But I hope this morning you give something that's sacrificial. That says to God, this is how much you mean to me. I would rather you have this than me. This is an offering to the Lord. And when you give today, just let that be your heart. I love you. I struggle at this. This is not my love language, Lord. I, it, it, like my, I can't even like pry my fingers off of the money as I, but here, you know, like I need help. My spouse has to like, like pull the money out of my hand. You're growing in a new love language. You're becoming fluent in a, in a language that's second to you. That's okay. But when you give today, just give with a heart that says, I love you. And the love language of gifts. Volunteers, will you guys come forward as we collect our gifts for the Lord?